All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran studios. The law offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN or go to lawfran.com. The law offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. Good morning. Hey, everybody. The Tennessee Motorcycle and Music Revival is back at Loretta Lynn's Ranch this May 18th through the 21st in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. I'm going to be there myself helping out this year. The events that are added this year are the Coal Miners Hill Climb, the Flat Track Races, and music from artists such as Nikki Lane, Wade Jennings from the Waylon Jennings family, and more. Tickets are available at MotorcyclesAndMusic.com. Team Dream Rides in Maryville, Tennessee, specializes in performance engine upgrades, used bike sales, service, maintenance, and repair. Visit TeamDreamRides.com or follow at DreamRidesTennessee on Instagram to keep up with all the latest news and see what John and his team at Dream Rides is doing. Billy Lane's Sons of Speed is going to return to Tennessee National Raceway for Memorial Day weekend. Go to BillyLane.net and click the Eventbrite link to purchase pre-sale tickets. You're also going to find a ton of officially licensed Chopper Zinc and Sons of Speed merchandise. Join Billy and the Sons of Speed family this Memorial Day weekend for more vintage motorcycle racing. And as always, yours truly is donned in the finest American-made workwear from 1620 USA. Visit 1620USA.com and uh, check them out. Go out there and get yourself a pair of the work pants. If you don't know what to start with, um, this these pants are made in America. Everything is sourced in the United States. They're made up in New England. They're fantastic. So follow them at 1620USA.com. Today, my very special guest is a good friend of mine, John O'Brien. He was my uh, former co-host of Torque Television. Uh, he helped out with the magazine, and uh, he puts on uh, the performance show, which is turning into be one of the biggest performance show, if not the biggest performance show in Daytona. Uh, it's pretty consistently there on that first Sunday. And uh, we're talking about what he's going to do for Sturgis, where that show is going to end up. And just kind of in general, how he thinks business is going as a whole. So I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the Garageville Podcast. You're listening to the Garageville Podcast with your host, Jason Coleman. I just hit record, so okay. we're good there. So, okay. um, cool. but yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the, we go through the same thing every year, right? Where we get to be this time of year, and it feels like it's fucking, uh, you know, it feels like it's it's six months away, and it's not. It's it's really three months away before we leave, before we have to be ready to leave, right? Correct. Which ninety yep. days because you and I, if we're going to be there, on, what is it? Starts on the third this year, doesn't it? Uh, let me look at the calendar. You you are correct. So it's if it starts on the third, I can pull my calendar. Yes, yes. So it starts the third and the fourth. Yeah, that's Thursday. okay. So if it start, so you know that's not. We have May, June, and by the end of July, we have to have the truck loaded. You you follow you follow what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. 
So, and we have to have new tires on the truck in the trailer and they have to have the bearings done in the trailer and we have to have, you know, we got to have a bike. Fuck, if you're going to have a new bike at Sturgis to take to anything, you got to have that done. <laughs> you know? Dude, well, remember last year I bought one on the way out there from uh, I do. House of Harley? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I had that I had that fucking bone stock. I had other bikes with me, but I had that bone stock Road King. I wanted to put some miles on it before I brought it home and pulled the pieces. You know I know. I, mean? I know. And you don't go, you also, John, I'm talking with John O'Brien from, from Hardcore Cycles in Philadelphia, PA, if anybody doesn't already know that, if you didn't read the thing on your Spotify app. But <laughs> you have never just gone, since I've met you, in the last, I don't know, three years, two years, something like that. Um, you've never yeah. just gone the most direct route to an event or from an event and gone just to that event. You try to like, and I get it, you know, you're traveling quite a bit from Philadelphia to Sturgis. So you're trying to make the most of that journey and try to, you know, it, there's a somewhere 100%. you can stop and see somebody that, you know, one of your, one of your brothers or something and, you know, you're, or yeah. you make it a business trip as much as possible. I mean, ultimately, that's what people don't also don't understand, John, is when we go to Sturgis, everybody thinks that we're just fucking off, but we're not. We're actually going to work and network and, you know, there's there's lots of people, you know, there's always takeaways, right? Oh, 100%. And when people, like with, like with Bike Week, I'm, I'm so busy at Bike Week, I stay the week after just to fucking decompress. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, yeah, I mean, but... I kinda, I kinda, I'm, I'm burnt. <laughs> you're you have a lot of people that you have a lot of people that are um in your circle of, of things that that happen that you know between you are now putting on what is what is arguably the largest performance only show at, at, at daytona i mean let's just talk about that for a second let's unpack that john how nice that was a great show this year that was a fantastic it show and, it, and it could have gone it, it could have gone tits up we had you know we have uh the new owner right um, yes. Teddy, uh, Teddy Morse, who was cool as hell. Was he not? He was great guy. Came around, made sure that everybody, everybody was getting, you know, what they, what they needed to have. And I don't want to take anything away from, from Will or Shelly Rossmeyer. I mean, but they just had, you know, they just had a different, um, a different set of, different set of obligations, you know, and so many years of creating that space. I, I can't even imagine, um, how that was in the family. And I actually got to talk to um, Bruce Rossmeyer's widow and uh, very, very, very nice. Mrs. Rossmeyer was never, wonderful. I've, I've never met her. She was at the flying piston benefit breakfast. She was fantastic. Okay. And, you know, and I, I kind of, we talked for a, a, just a brief moment um, about, you know, kind of the legacy and, and all that stuff. And, and they're really, that family's very proud of what they did. And I, I think they should be. Um, they built oh, 100%. quite a dynasty their, their dad put in place and, and they didn't just give up and they weren't just dealership kids. I mean, they're all grown anyways, but you know, they're, they're, I, I think the world of, of Shelly, I've had nothing but positive interactions. I've had positive interactions with her sister, Mandy, also with Will. And, uh, so I think it's awesome that, that the new owner too, Teddy is, uh, is, is carrying on what seems to be you know, some pretty solid marketing plans and in, in moving forward. But your show was fantastic this year. So that's that's what I was getting at is that your show was yeah. fantastic. You're really and, good vendors. And with, with the sale of the company, you know, with, with, with the sale of everything down there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like our, our show, the advertising starts between Christmas and New Year's. Right. 
let me rephrase that. That's when we submit it. You know what I mean? So it, it generally starts right around January one mm-hmm. and rolls, you know what I mean, up to you know, the day of the show or a couple of days before the show. It 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 expires. Um I didn't wanna you know, I, mean, I already had the money invested for the graphics. Um very little money came in as far as sponsorships by the, at that time. You know what I mean? Sure. I got money. I, I, you know, and my goal with these shows is not to make money. My goal is to literally break even. You know what I mean? By the mm-hmm. time I pay for the band, the sound guy, the event insurance, you know, the advertising, the graphics, by the time that's paid for, I'm not looking to make money. I'm just looking, you know what I mean? So because let me ask I, you a couple of questions about it, that. Yeah. If I can, I don't. I and I, I want to hear what you had said. You know, but when you first started, it what your goals were. But um, event insurance, can you can you clarify that? Is that like liability, or is that in case? Correct. Okay. So, yes. Right. Yeah. So so basically, to, to host an event inside the pavilion, you know, what I mean, you have to have you know, what I mean, a million dollar insurance policy. It's basically what it boils down to. Wow. Which is, which is, I I get it. You know what I mean? It's. That's completely, completely understandable. Yeah, well, I was, um, I was talking to them, you know, because I was there several, several times during the week after your show, and they're just—I'll be honest with you, dude—it wasn't as full as what it was during the hardcore show. And I, I, I didn't make it to other shows at the Pavilion uh, after after ours, mm-hmm. um, but the the vendors. The other vendors that were set up at destination, whether it be Hoffman, you know, in Chromeworks, SNS, I heard, you know, what I mean, for weeks afterwards, you know, what I mean, just just through the channels, you know, what I mean, that dude, that our show was by far the biggest. Yeah, you know, and you have you have other you have other promoters too that are. Listen, Daytona is. I I I guess. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody or anything. But I'm just going to call call what I'm seeing. It's been so fr- uh, fragmented. Is that a good word? Where yeah. it's been fragmented, right? You've been going there for years. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, in certain in certain events, own certain days. Like uh, I don't know if you were around for the Limnicki days, but back in the day when yeah. the Limnicki yep. lot was around, that was such a. You know, that was the crowd that I came up in. So that's where we went every day. We went yeah. to the limp neck. And- we, we had breakfast. You know, we we had our we had our you know um, got over our hangovers. Went to the limp Nicky lot. Spent the day there, uh, and then we would have shows there, and then we would leave to go to the spoke for a show. Right? We'd go to the yep. the paint show on Wednesday if that if that's what it was. The only show I can honestly tell you, John, back then that I went to every single time was Willie's tropical tattoo and yep. if you remember do you remember Same. the last resort used to have a show on the, the either the last day or the second of the last day they'd have a similar show and you get about i don't know one tenth of the people and one tenth of the bikes that were at uh that were at the at chopper time yeah and that's the, i've always i've always gone to willies in fact the idea for my show spawned at willies uh we were sitting in the back by the picnic table, you know what I mean, where literally everybody pisses. Right. Uh, sitting there eating a barbecue sandwich, like saying, all, now, Willie's is cool as fuck. You know what I mean? I'll never not go to Willie's. And when I started Hardcore Cycles, that was the first spot that I ever set up as a vendor. 
So I'll never not go there. You know what I mean? Because he did that for me. You know what I mean? Right. And, but that's, that's like the choppers, you know, there are some solid FSRs that's, you know what I mean? And I love choppers, you know what I mean? And then yeah. with Nicky Watt, like as far as me seeing, you know what I mean? The other side of the industry, uh, like then with Mickey Lott with uh, Donnie and Duncan from Lucky Charm Shoppers. Yeah. Like that was like my first insight to like the industry and, you know what I mean, the, the, like the back workings of it, you know what I mean, so to say. Uh, just going there, you know what I mean? Right. But then sitting there going, you know, the, the one-day events that are aimed at performance are gone. You know, well, there, the- was, there was nothing aimed at directly at performance no there was there was nothing aimed at performance and then kind of about the same time that you did um you and you and holt kind of both kind of uh kind of parallel thought that and i know there was you know behind closed doors if we're being perfectly honest you guys had talked about doing that and and for whatever reason it, it didn't come to fruition as a team and i don't want to uh correct we don't have to yeah. unpack that we there's enough there's enough anecdotal stuff out there about that but yeah, um it, 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 it was it was going to be it was going to be our show yeah. i don't know you know I, I don't know how to put on a show you know what i mean i didn't at that time you know what i mean um and it was it was it was something that we were going to do together because it was it was a void and uh i said dude it, it, we got to make it about the bikes no and it is i mean you're clearly yeah but you know it has to pay you have to it, <laughs> You know, it, it's okay to have a show and everybody get together. And trust me, I've, I did the Wheels of Steel for three years, and we're not doing it right now because it's such an arduous. It was like having a full time, a part time job on top of a yeah. full time job, and it it cost real money. It was really expensive. I mean, I don't know what you cost to put on a show, and you don't have to tell me, but I was spending twenty grand plus to do that yeah. Wheels of Steel show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a lot of money. Yeah. It was a lot of money. Yeah. We weren't getting oh, our money I, back I, on it. We absolutely. weren't even breaking even, you know? Yeah. This, this year, um, I did, I didn't, you know what I mean? The other years I, it was close. You know what I mean? Right. Um, th- this year, the sound, um, increased so much. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I got the quote from the dude and it's the same dude I've used the last four or five years. So I didn't even look at it. I just averaged that number in, you know what I mean? Sure. And it, I was I was way under for for the, for the sound, you know what I mean? For you know, you have two you have two sound guys, all the equipment, and the first, you know, it's funny. The first year we did the show, I hired the band, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, got them got them involved, and uh, they, you know, the Rossmeyer said, "Hey, you you need to bring sound," and I'm like, "Yeah." Sound comes out of the singer's mouth and the fucking guitar. You know what I mean? I didn't realize, you know what I mean, that there was a separate entity, you know, for sound. Oh yeah, you need a PA and all the all the yeah, back yeah, of house yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, correct. Yeah, I had I had no fucking clue. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that backline uh, stuff is weird, right? It's it's I I I, I kind of saw it behind the curtain a little bit during the high seas rally that you know as the band set up, there's these backline companies that come in and they you know they they put all that stuff in for you and but everything costs money. It's all itemized. It's all you know. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's 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 bike week, so every sound person from you know Lakeland to Jacksonville yeah is driving into Daytona to work for the fucking ten days. 
So the prices are skyrocketing. It is what it is. You know what I mean? How do you feel about it? I mean, with everything being so fragmented, I mean, getting back to that, and I don't want to just talk about the shows. I want to talk about the entire event is fragmented anymore. It's like um, Bike Week used to be Main Street, Beach Street, right? And then you have the Cabbage Patch yep. out on in the sticks there, um, south yep. of the, 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 the swap meet, or southwest of the swap meet. And then you had the Roadhouse is up on one, and then destination showed up and then now it's like i feel like daytona the proper daytona proper doesn't want the bikers there uh at all the bars aren't reopening oh, on main street i mean the, the proof is that i don't think they want anybody there except for like um gentrified white people you know what i'm saying i don't mean that i kind of mean that as a tongue-in-cheek kind of as a joke but why aren't the bars open that the bar at the end that was the wreck there for the longest time where the west coast choppers yeah. used to set up i mean that was a nice that's a fucking bar restaurant on the water at yeah. the end of main street how is that not opened up i mean that would be a dude that would be i have to believe that that would be full and from what i understand they just sold like so the dog house is done Right. This yes. this was the last yeah, year for that. All, yes. Everything got sold down that way. And Hot Leathers, uh, I don't know if they still own the property or not, but you know, Hot Leathers got bought out by another company. And so I don't know, dude. I don't see. I really don't see uh, Daytona Main Street surviving or looking anything like what you and I grew up with uh, within the next five to ten years yeah. at all. Yeah, well, I was told uh, a property management company bought yeah. most of the bars. Yeah, I was told the same thing. So it's like, okay, so you're not going to try to make money during during Bike Week? That's not going to happen now? Or you no. are, and it's going to be a little, little, little more homogenized, a little more pasteurized, a little bit more, you know, um, like I said, gentrified. But, I mean, one of the things I've always loved is is how sketchy Daytona is. You know? Oh, 100%. And what I remember, you know, I mean, I used to stay in, you know, I mean, the shitholes down on A1A. Oh, the, those are uh, some of the best times I mean, I've ever had dude, in my life, dude. Dude, dude. dude, I remember like, there was like, uh, we would rent like the the suites. You know, the yeah. suites were two queen beds and a pullout, and we'd, we'd put fucking eight dudes in there. Yeah. Just because it was, we, we could afford it. You know what I mean? And the prices haven't changed much as far as, you know, in the, 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 the shitholes over there. No, the you know shitholes, I mean? you can still, like, I stayed, a dude, I stayed in a shithole in 21, uh, kind of on, almost on purpose. <laughs> on, you know, like, I, you know, it looked, it looked decent in the pictures online. It was, but dude, yeah. when we got there, it was the, the crack under the door, like the way the wind came off the ocean was, <laughs> ocean was whipping. Was yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I had two queen beds and like a little, a little, uh, love seat in the corner. So I gave yeah. one of my employees, uh, a queen bed. I gave my daughter a queen bed, and then I was sleeping under the window shaker air conditioner on the love seat. Dude, I woke up in the middle of the night. Water was dripping out of the the air conditioner onto air my conditioner. head. Yeah, halfway yeah. halfway through the week, we figured out there was a kitchen that I wouldn't have wanted to cook meth in. Uh, there was like a door, and I thought it was a door to the next hotel. You know how they have like hotels that have yeah. doors next yeah. to each other. I thought yeah. it was the door into that, and I just opened it, and I was like, "Fuck, this thing's unlocked. I don't want someone coming in here." You know, I look, it's a, it's a full kitchen, right? And then, um, and then, uh, so everybody complained, and when Karen uh, Karen was coming over Thursday, the uh, the day of Willie's, and she told me she's like, "You better be out of that." fucking hotel by the time i get there thursday night so <laughs> i had to rent no I, had, way I'm staying there. I had to move uh, i had to move everybody down to uh to port orange 
into a nicer place. <laughs> a place that was actually inhabitable. Yeah, but I don't even remember that one. I remember all the cool shit yeah, at the at the shitty yeah. one. You know, I left a like a really really funny uh, Google review on that hotel because I mean it was it was uh, you get what you pay for. Everybody was nice, yeah. and it was probably a fucking bitching hotel back in the fifties. You know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah, that, the 70s. The thing was, the 70s. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. I can't even imagine. I wished I would have been. Um, I always say that I, I should have been 10 years older than, than what I am. And it would have been really cool if my parents would have taken me to Daytona Bike Week uh, in the 70s. That would have been that would have been cool yeah, to see that. You know what I mean? So, but oh, it, 100%. But, I would so, love to have been there. Yeah. So it's, it's fragmented to the point where. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Daytona Bike Week will ever go away. I just don't think it'll be in Daytona anymore. What do you think? No, no. I, or, Orman is so welcoming. It's hard, you know what I mean? For and Daytona, like you said, it, it's it's obvious that they don't want the event at this point. You know what I mean? Which is which is wild. And that's when we started talking about the hotels. When I first started to go there, the hotel managers in these shit bags would tell us. You know what I mean? That there's three events where you know they cover their cost for the year, and everything thereafter is profit. So it's two Daytona, like the two races, right? Did yeah, Daytona, the day Daytona 500. You know, what's the second race? The one in the the Pepsi 400 or something, I think, was in the middle Pepsi of summer. 400, whatever it is. Yep. You got Bike Week, and then you got Spring Break. Spring Break, yeah. But so that's you know what I mean. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Looking at. And they just don't, I, I don't know. They, they got to do something to make the event more welcome in Daytona, or it's just going to continue to spread out. It's not going to go away. You don't think so? No, 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 it's not. It's just, it's going to, it's, what it's going to do is it's going to spread out. You're going to have, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it's going to kind of be like a, a Sturgis. Yeah, but even Sturgis Where, though has a Main Street and a Lazelle. Like, like you can go, you True. can literally do, and I want you to think about it from a different point of view. Let's think about it like this. So you and I, you know, I'm not saying we don't have a good time when we go do these things, but what I am saying is, is we do go there for work, right? So we look at things from a, you know, a very different lens. Like you and I both know how to get around Daytona and not ever have to go actually on main street, but can still get around main street and go where we need to go. You and I both oh, know okay. how to get out to the freeway in Sturgis and get out to, you know, get out to the other side through Deadwood and, and, and all that stuff without having to go down Lizelle and Maine, right? We can get, we can get out of the, the, the shit storm that that is, but there are people, John, that save all year long. And some of them listen to this podcast that aren't in the industry. They save all of their money. That's the vacation they go on every year and they ride their bike down to main street, you know, on Monday morning with their old lady and they belly up to every bar that's there and they eat their breakfast, lunch and dinner out there. And they buy their, they still buy their leather stuff and that they want to go to Rushmore every year. And every year they take a different couple with them, uh, from back home and show them Mount Rushmore and show them Deadwood and show them, you know, uh, the Badlands and, and they ride into Wyoming and all that shit. And they'll go, they'll want to see full throttle because of television and they'll go to the Buffalo chip because they want to see Kid Rock and that. So these people yeah. have a very different experience than you and I. By the time Kid Rock goes on stage, you and I are already in whatever 
brothel or not brothel, but a uh, hostel that we've rented. <laughs> brothel. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of old school thing. And we're not in a brothel. I don't think there's any brothels anymore. But you know what I'm saying. We're in wherever, whatever situation we we uh, hunkered down in, and we're staying. We're we're in that space for the evening. You know what I mean. We're not out. We're not out gallivanting. We're 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 pretty much have no. done and seen everything. No, and but. that's and that's when we when we stayed. You know what I mean. We were in uh. Not, they weren't. They weren't. They were adjoining rooms, right? Right over there. Oh, when we stayed, dude, that was how how yeah. fun was that? Let's be honest, dude. dude that that was, was a great time. That was your and my first time going together. Like we weren't together yeah. together there, but we were. Yeah. we were hanging yeah. out and working together and stuff. And uh, that was an awesome. We stayed at the uh, the Steel Pony in the yes. in in the yes. in the, uh, the 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 staff housing. Correct. That was fun. Yeah. I had a blast. Those little bunk houses. I was, in, I was, you know, dude. That that bar was fucking jamming every night, and I was in bed by ten o'clock. I know, and we like my favorite band in the world, Stone Senate, was there playing like three nights in a row and stuff. And last year, did you go by there? We had a show there last year. That's where we did uh, the Little Evil performance show. Yes. The fucking yep. bar wasn't even open. The Are bar was kidding? not open. No, I'm not kidding you. There was no alcohol sales going on. You had to go into the, you had to go into the little, the little general store there. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Did I think I ate breakfast at that general store for a week straight? Well, remember there was that crew of people out there that were cooking, um, like burritos, uh, burritos and shit. And the pool was there. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, that was an awesome. That was an awesome stay. Yeah, that was a great place. Yeah, was, that was a great was. place. So, but. I just think I, I'm glad to hear that you think that that Daytona is going to keep going and it's going to be yeah, it's not like going to be what I you and I remember, but it, it's going to be it's still going to be there. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's good. It, it's yeah. I I don't think like Daytona isn't going to be as welcoming. You know, the, the permits are going to be more expensive. But what that's going to do is that is just going to purge the Main Street crowd further out. You know what I mean? It's gonna be it's gonna be Ormond. It's gonna be Port Orange. It's gonna be you know what I mean? How many hot Miami, dogs you know do you gotta mean? sell to pay for your permit to sell on Main Street? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or well, dude, remember the year the year COVID hit? They fucking they made those people close. Yep, I do, man. We were down there that night, and Indian was yes. the, that was the that was was that the year that was the year before you and I started working Shall together we? on Torque. Um, that was the year I think no that we came up with Torque in twenty one. Remember. We started yeah. twerking 21 and then, so that was 20 and me and TikTok, his wife and my wife were walking down main street and it was just, it was eerie, dude. Indian had already closed up. They had already gone through and that fucking mayor had, had made everybody, you know, oh, basically go home. It, it was weird. That was such yeah, a weird very dude. Strange. Yeah. I can't even imagine everybody else's experience, how different there. I mean, cause every state had a different COVID protocol. Uh, you know, here it was, it was still very odd, but it was the, the COVID protocol here was kind of do what you do you, you know, with the, the governor yeah. that we had. Well, no, no, not, at, not at first because I stayed and I had it. So I stayed, you know, I mean the two weeks after Daytona. Um, and it was like PA was completely closed. You know what I mean? The schools were closed. The businesses right. were closed. Like you could, you know, I was allowed, I was permitted to open because, uh, you're essential Amazon. Uh, yes, exactly. No, uh, automotive, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there was different classifications in Pennsylvania. Okay. Automotive was considered, you know what I mean? 
man, you know what I mean? Mandatory acceptable. You know what I mean? The recreational vehicles weren't. So bike shops were kind of like stuck in the middle in PA. How weird is so, it? How weird is that? I want you to think about that for a second. Oh, it, dude, it's completely insane. So what I did was you know, 80 to 90% of my business is online. Right. Online retailers were considered, you know what I mean? Exempt Central. from the, from the, yes. the, the, yes. the protocol. Yep. And that's, and, and here's why Amazon had enough influence on the people making these rules. <laughs> that's a hundred percent what it is. Well, the first year of COVID Trump was still president. Was he not? That yes, was his last year. Not. Yeah. But PA, PA is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you guys elected like, fucking no. Frankenstein for, for the dude, Senate. How about that guy? Oh, that guy needs to get he, fitted he for bolts got, in he, his neck. Dude, he just got out of the mental hospital yesterday. Did he really? All joking aside. Yes. Dude, uh, he's, he, he's been literally in, in, in the psych ward since for months. Can I tell you that well, I think uh, it's, yeah. I think it's unfair and mean that they, that's like, that's like, uh, I can't say it, man. Cause I'll, I'll someday it'll come back and bite me in the ass, but, um, I'm trying, I was going to use a, a an analogy that I've seen happen to um, like in a movie where they elect like the, where in the movie where they purposely elect somebody who's not popular to be, yeah. you know, the student council president or whatever, some weird eighties fucking movie. And then, you know, just to be mean, like a mean girl thing to elect somebody yeah. to a public office yeah. that is not yeah. mentally able even though even though the, the democrats did it with joe biden and i'll die on that hill gladly but you know what i mean uh, this guy's this guy's not it's not fair to do to him Tout, trot trot him out there in front of everybody with his family and shit and you know and uh, how anybody in in your neck of the woods can look at that and go well you know he's the best man for the job or whatever whatever it is yeah so it's just, yeah. I think it's a crock of shit, but, um, and I, I shouldn't get all political. Like I'll get, wait till you see the DMS I'll get They're They're horrible. People from Asheville, North Carolina send me fuck your politics. <laughs> hey everybody in the motorcycle business relationships are everything. And as a small shop owner, your suppliers are key to the relationship you have with your customers. Key benefits like parts availability and a diverse list of brands set hard drive apart from the crowd. While other distributors are trimming their catalog brands, Hard Drive is adding new brands almost monthly. Hard Drive has brands like NAMS and Electric Lighting, Hoffman Designs, Santoro Fabworks, and Suwiki Speed, and many, many more. They also have suspension from Racing Brothers and Fox Suspension, and dozens more, just to name a few. With six warehouses coast to coast, it's likely that Hard Drive has a warehouse near you that allows you to offer your customers one-day shipping in most cases. Since 2013, Hard Drive has grown to become the first book of choice in many independent shops and dealers due to their lightning fast shipping and excellent customer service. I know that it is fast becoming the number one book here at Cycle Stop USA. Visit hdtwin.com today to find a dealer near you or to become a dealer yourself. So, so going back to going back to how, how Daytona is fragmented and Sturgis is not, you have, you know, you have some really strong uh, people supporting Sturgis and then the communities around them, Deadwood, uh, Rapid City, you know, even as far away as Cheyenne, Wyoming, like those things that go on over there, like that part of that part of the nation is really open minded to people being able to do what they want to do and go on vacation and spend money. And, and, you know, Sturgis also, you know, the one thing that I think makes Sturgis, uh, 
the most unique event is that there's absolutely no way to accommodate all of us without places like the Buffalo chip and um, the steel pony campground and full throttle because those little, those little micro communities pop up and they accommodate all the things that, that people need and people take their RVs there and stuff and kind of create micro cities and communities all in all, all with their own personality. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, not only that, like when you, like you said, it, it, they're so welcoming. Like if you go to rapid city, you know, you go to Deadwood, you go to, you know what I mean? The people are legit happy to see you. They're happy that you're there. You know what I mean? Dude, because I you think walk, they're genuinely happy people. Str- yeah. You walk by fucking strangers. You, know, you walk by strangers here in Philly. They tell you to get fucked <laughs> out there. They're like, Hey, it, thanks, thanks for being here. I'm like, yeah. Well, you could tell them to get fucked there. and they'd say, like, thank you for telling me to get <laughs> fucked, sir. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a nicer part of the country. I mean, the Midwest is so underrated. It really is. I mean, aside from shit weather in the wintertime, the Midwest yeah. is, is a wonderful place. And, and quite honestly, John, between you and me and the, and the microphone, I, I think that that's the part of the country that's going to save save our asses when, you know, when the shit hits the fan. Because if you if you look at history, that's where people that's those are the people that go to war. Those are the people that 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 are patriots. Those are the people that that, you know, prop us up. Um, switching gears a little bit and talking about Sturgis, since we're kind of on that subject, um, you know, you've, you've, what do you, what's your take on, uh, on, you know, the, the, the change that we've, we've seen a change, right? Like, so you mentioned earlier, like the performance scene, you know, it came on real strong and I think it came on real strong due in no small part to the FXR community, which is a community in and of itself. And then you have the performance community. You still have a strong showing of the chopper community. That's always going to, I think that's always going to prop up the, you know, that's the one consistent piece. But when you look at Sturgis as a whole, um, there's kind of some, some things being moved around a little bit. Where what's what's going to happen with the hardcore show this year? I I honestly at this point I don't know. Um, we're talking about cost, and you know, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not a promoter. Right. I'm not in bed with you know these manufacturers or sponsors for them to pay me to promote their product. Or you know, that's that's not me. You know, I mean, I sell their product if I feel it's a good product. Right. Um. So. I'm in a little bit different of a boat. So financially is where the decision is going to lie. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, uh, I've been talking to the Buffalo chip, I guess sporadically is probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. The best way to describe it. Um, and that's, that's, that's solely due to me. I, and like I said, I, I just simply have to make a financial decision where the show is going to take place out there. Uh, it is a, when he shows. It, it's a nice, I, it's a I, nice I, venue I, and it's large enough to accommodate a growing show, which you is. have a growing show. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, listen, but I'm going to tell you if, if I'm going to look at pros and cons, like if we were going to write down pros and cons, one of the cons yeah. of the Buffalo chip is it's, it's kind of, it's out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's not a terrible thing. I mean, you, people go out there to ride and it has a fantastic venue, so that's a pro. But I don't yep. under—I don't think everybody understands that you don't have to pay to get into the big engine bar and the pavilion that no. your show is in. I, I don't know if no. everybody still knows that or if that. And I guess you know, I mean, people like me can can help convey that message that if there's a show going on at the Buffalo Chip, 
Uh, first and foremost, if you are going to go to Sturgis, you should be following all of the venues. You should be following Michael Ballard's full throttle page. You should be following Jesse James Dupree's full throttle page. You should be following the Hardcore Cycles page. You should be following the V-Twin Visionary page. You should be following, you know, the, the Steel Pony, the Iron Horse, the, the Broken Spoke uh, on, on Lazelle. You should be following all these places so that you can see what's going on because... There's some really great concerts that you can pay to go to at the Buffalo Chip, um, but there's some really great concerts that you can go to for free right there on on Lazelle at the Iron Horse. Yes, I mean Christ, you can see Struggle Jennings. You can see I've seen I've seen Struggle Jennings. I've seen ACDC. I've seen uh, Hairball. If you haven't seen Hairball and you like listen, if you grew up in the era that you and I did, I know I'm a couple years older than you, but if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and you go see Hairball, you're gonna have a good time. I mean, they're fucking, these are guys are legit. These are touring musicians, musicians, high level, tight. I mean, these guys have their shit together and they're entertaining as hell. They're entertaining as hell. And the Iron Horse doesn't charge anybody. I mean, there's not even a a drink minimum. That is a great, that is a, that is a venue that a lot of people have slept on. That is a great place to hang out during the day. Wednesday, the Perowitz paint show is always there, right? Cycle Source yeah. has shows there. Uh, it's a great yeah. venue. So I, 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 that's 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 one of the ones I'm looking at. You know what I mean? And it's not that I I just have to do what's best as far as you know I mean, what's most welcoming for us. No, you I understand that you have an you know you have an obligation that's a little bit bigger than than just to hardcore yep. cycles at this point. And so, how does that work yeah. out, John? Let me ask you that because that's something that you know a lot of other people can say. Well, you know. Um, and I don't, I'm talking about just from, from a business standpoint, you know, Jeff G. Holt is, is obviously, you know, he's got a contract with Harley Davidson. He makes no bones about that. And, you know, he, he does a good job at promoting all of the different products that are available in the industry. You know, he has his own program that he does that is far different than you. Um, but you guys are in a little bit of a competitive space when it comes to the shows. How do you compartmentalize hardcore cycles And now you're serving a community. I don't know if you know that or not, but what you're doing is community outreach to some degree. You're not charging people to be in your show. Um, Well, you do at Daytona, don't you? Everybody, but they make it, they make like a $20 donation, right? Correct. And that's to help pay for the venue. Like you said, the event insurance, the sound guy and all that stuff. Trophies. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a good bit, but you're not charging me to go look at the bikes in your show. If I walk into the show, right? No. And that's, yeah, in in, Day- in Daytona we had between two to three thousand people there all day. That's, I mean, if you can't, and, and the venue makes all the money on on the booze, so I mean, yeah. or somebody does, somebody besides hardcore. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that you're not just promoting hardcore cycles anymore. You have a community that you're no. serving. You have a community. Uh, you have a group of vendors that. Um, come and support your show in Daytona. And it's slightly different yeah. vendors than what are in Sturgis because of the, the, the location and not everybody can be everywhere they want to be. But so how, how do you, how do you navigate those waters now? Is it, is it any different? Do you look at things any differently or is it like, look, this is like, this is, I'm, this is something that I have to do that's, that's bigger than, than what I am. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's kind of how it started. You know what I mean? Like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to fill the void. And not, you know, like I said, it wasn't financial and it's still not, you know what I mean? Right. So it's, it, it is basically to give back to the people that give to me most of the year. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it's, it's, and I, like I said, I do it about the bikes. Like I independent judging, you know, you've helped judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> like, I don't want to say, you know, I mean, 
Brian from Clockworks. Right. I mean, he get, he gets involved in our shows. I mean, I don't want. I mean, because he's involved, a bike to win that just has his windshield. You know what I mean? Sure. Shadowman. Shadowman's a big sponsor. I don't want a bike to win. I mean, because you know, it just has this seat. I want you know the best performance bike. Yeah, win. you want the best bike under you know the I mean? pavilion to win, right? Correct. Yep. I don't want you know. Oh, he's friends with this guy, or you know, what I mean, the, the 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 buddy system or the you know, in the sponsorship system. That, you know, what I mean, I want it to be about the bikes. So I have three or four you know, independent judges per category. And then every every judge does um, best of show. If I have, uh, sometimes every judge does best of paint too because they're literally looking at most of the bikes. Right. Um, I, I had Perowitz pick the one time for best paint, and uh, like that's that's how I do it. And, and uh, what's horrible is if you have four judges <laughs> for bagger. And you get two and two, you know. And then I pull, pull a judge from the soft tail class. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, I need you to look at these. Pick one. Yeah, I need but, you to look at these. You know what I mean? Well, and and so that that's a good that's a good point too. There, I mean, you you know, that's the the cool part is is you get to hang out for you know four hours, whatever, five hours. Yep. There's always there's always the, the the early the early comers and the and the late leavers. But um, I've always been an early comer my whole life. Um, at least yeah. since I was about fourteen. Right on the street, is. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but w- what I'm saying is, is like these types of shows, they're much different. These these ride-in shows are much different. They're 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 not. Uh, they're very dynamic, right? Like it's cool. The yes. the pop up show model is something that is is fairly new, and it's it's fun, and it's part of yeah. it's part of a dynamic event. And the other thing that I see too is, you know, sometimes you go to this show and everything's the same at this show and you go to, so this is what I'll say about competitive shows. Like people that get butthurt about the show, someone having a show at the same time they're having a show. It's like, look, man, that's cool. But what I, you know what I hate? I hate when I go to a show on Monday and see all the bikes and then I go to a show on Tuesday and it's all the same bikes. And then I go to a show on Wednesday, it's all the same bikes. And I go to a show on Thursday, it's all the same bikes. And it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing? I'm not seeing, I'm seeing the same bikes over and over and over same bikes over and over again. Yeah. And so I like going to like, I like going to the horse used to have a show at the full throttle. And now I don't know what they call that now. It's um, so at the full throttle, you have Yaffe has, has a show, right? You have yeah. the horse used to have a show. And I know that's pretty much handled now. That's a chopper show handled by Steve, uh, Steve from Stevenson cycle. Um, Okay. That basically does that, and and then you have, you know, Pat at Let's Led has his his Sportster Showdown, you know, and I try to go to as many of these things as I can, and it's like, all right, I can't be at all of them, you know. Jeff Jeff G has. There's days where I'll get up, I'll go to one show, and then I'll go to Jeff. I'll go like I'll go to Jeff's show. I'll go to Pat's show. I'll go to Chris's show. I'll go to, you know, and I've got to the point now where I'm reserving, you know, Thursday or Wednesday rather, that's the Perowitz show. And I get a pass because Wednesday, I'm at that show all day. Sunday, I'm at the FXR show. Monday, I'm at your show. Tuesday is Pat's show, you know? And so I've gotten to the point now where I'm trying to insert this. I try to do yeah. one show a day, but yeah. I, I find myself, you know, bopping around. You have the Evo entanglement at um, that they're trying to get going uh, at uh, at the Buffalo Chip. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, 
it's it's hard to be all these different places is what I, what I'm getting at. If you look at at the schedule of events, um, there's no way for it not to be competitive. So instead of being you know, instead of being a bulldog about it, let's just look at it honestly and say, well, there's lots of opportunities out there. And, you know, you're talking about a community that's got 250,000 people or better. I don't know how many people go to, go yeah. to, go to Sturgis every year. You know, do you, Dude, I, I, I want to say it's like 500,000 and then Daytona fluctuates between 250 and four something. Really? You know, I do know this. Yeah. I do know how they, um, I do know how they calculate how many people are there. Do you know that? At, uh, at Sturgis, do you know how they calculate how many people are there? I it's, it's off the cell phone usage. No. Trash. No? It's off the trash. Oh, the tons of trash. Yep. Yes. Yep. Do you know, so I, I was told that method is no longer used. It, oh, okay. They, well, uh, they used to. It, you know, that's what they used to do. You know what I mean? X amount of people, X amount of pounds, you know what I mean? And then they just multiply it. Um, what they do now is the, uh, the cell phone. Well, that makes sense. I mean, everybody's got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the, 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 the amount of, uh, people pinging, you know, I mean, towers, there's some type of triangulation fucking thing that comes into play <laughs> and that's how they determine. <laughs> they're you know watching I mean? us all anyways. John. <laughs> oh, dude, hundred <laughs> percent. If, if you, 100%. let's just say, let's, let's, let's back up a minute and say, okay, John's going to go to, uh, John's not going to have a show this year, right? Yeah. What, what's what's your Sturgis look like if you weren't going to ever? I mean, as a as a pedestrian, what, what do you? What's your what's your favorite what's your favorite place to hang out or go ride to or you know what I mean? What, I, I'm not asking you to like pick a team. I'm saying like, what is what is what is your favorite thing to do at Sturgis when when you're not like working? Probably ride. Like like last year, like uh, Saddleman held like a ride and a dinner. Right. And that, that was probably the most enjoyable, you know what I mean? So, so actually uh, kind of getting out there and doing, doing some yeah. of your stuff. I gotcha. Yeah. So we, we went, you know what I mean? We met at uh, Harley over in Rapid City. Right. And then we rode over to Wyoming somewhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we, we were like, there was like meth camps. It was, you know, gorgeous country. Then it was kind of like almost like deserty. You know what I mean? Sure. And then we went back into the mountains. Um, and then we went uh, to you know, this, this house for dinner. And it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. They had uh, great food, great people. You know what I mean? And it mm -hmm. was all day. At the end of the day, I was fucking cooked. It's amazing how tired you are at the end of the day. That's what I was saying earlier. Like when, when you and I are done going to these shows and doing what we got to do and being where we need to be and seeing who we need to see, it's like, I just want to go to fucking, I want to go somewhere quiet and yeah, the, well, I mean, I'll stay up late. I enjoy, I enjoy, I, I do miss, I used to, there was a crowd of people, you know, being a chopper dog for, for as long as I was and, and, and all that, there's a group, there's a chopper dog house, right? So that I used to stay with them every year and I, I haven't for the last few years cause I've been kind of doing my own thing and, and I miss sitting around uh, a picnic table because, you know, the nights in Sturgis are almost always cool. This last year was hot, yeah. but they're almost always cool, right? And, you know, you're there, you got a sweatshirt on, you're chilling out. Everybody's kind of done for the day. You know, there's a couple of beers being passed around, you know, or a bottle of whiskey or whatever. And I, I know you're not a drinker, but 
Um, yeah. you know, you get, you get the idea when I'm of the, of the picture that I'm painting, yeah. right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, dude, yeah. I, I know this is, I know this is the case for you. You don't live by all your friends. You don't get to see all no. your friends all the time. Neither do I. No. Like, yeah. you know, no. I, I've been in this industry for 20 yeah. years now. My best friends are not necessarily within, you know, anywhere near you. a yeah. day's drive. Yeah. I got Cameron four hours away. I've got a couple, couple dudes. I got Keith that works with me here. You know, I got a couple other, you know, local friends here, but my, but the dudes that I, I do motorcycling with, they're not, they're not around here. They're, they're in fucking yeah. England and Texas and yeah. Michigan and Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. a, it's kind yeah. of a Have thing. You, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, like a, a reunion, a high school reunion every year. And yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy that very much. Did you ever, did you ever go riding in Europe? I haven't. Um, that's something that we're talking about doing. Um, uh, making it be that, making that be what we go there for. You know, that's the hard part is we haven't, yeah. you know, I go over there and I'm with my wife and, and I get away from, I know it sounds shitty, but I kind of get away from motorcycles for a minute, you know? Because yeah. I'm in motorcycle mode all day, every day, all the time. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? Vacation, yeah. Yeah. So I, I try to, I try to, I try to not, try to not do that yeah. quite so much. Um, I want to, I want to switch gears and I want to talk to you about something that that you can, you can kind of shed some light on for people that are listening. Like, you know, I know that you know that John and I have started a new podcast series called The Inside Job, and and what it is, it's really yeah. kind of a look, an insider's look at the, the business that you and I and John and, and so many people that listen to this podcast yeah. are in now that, now that COVID is over and things are not getting back to normal, but we're getting back to, you know, we've got people are talking about the economy being, being suck ass and that, how have you pivoted your business? How have you changed your business? What have you, what have you added or deleted from your business model to either increase sales or decrease stress and that, like what, where are you at with that? Uh, dude, I'm, well, I'm services picking up for me. Uh, we're primarily where before I was a hundred percent online and somewhat local. You know what I mean? I had, I had sure. a brick and mortar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but so the large percentage of my business was, you know what I mean? O online. Um, so now you know, we have, we have two guys working service. That's, you know, that's really, that's really picking up. Um, I went for the dealership license through the state. I got that approved. Um, so that's just, that's a separate corporation with Foreman cycles where I'm just looking to, you know, flip, flip solid motorcycles. Right. You know what I mean, uh, get them to, you know what I mean? I don't want to say hardcore standards, but you know, get some, get some cool shit on them before I sell them. Sure. And then, you know what I mean? Well, a smart you know business I mean? model, I think, is to utilize all of your all of your assets, right? And your assets yeah, are your parts exactly. department, your service department, right? Yes. Prop them yep, guys up, exactly. right? Yep, so exactly. What is the one? What is one thing? If if somebody's listening to this right now and they're a motorcycle shop owner that's new, and there's a there's a you know they reach out to me all the time. There's dudes all the time reaching out to me. Um, what is the one thing that you think has changed your business? more than anything is there any one thing that's changed your business more than any anything else uh, probably probably the parts flow you're meaning you know where everything was readily available before covid right 
and now you know I mean, there's still uh, supply issues. Well, I'm I'm talking about in something that maybe has impacted it in a, in a positive way. Something that would that would kind of you tell somebody, listen, man, here don't don't do this, do that. Like I would tell somebody right now, like I bought you know I bought a dyno during COVID, and uh, uh, that's one of the things I'm going to talk. You know, not we don't have to discuss it now while we're recording the podcast, but like that's that's my next step service line. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Well, I would, I would tell somebody like, I would tell somebody that have other things going before, like have the skill set to operate that before, before you do that, or have somebody who has the the ability to do that, like go and and there's, I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but there's lots of classes out there that teach you that. But I haven't had one that uh, somebody I know has taken like, listen, man, you really, like, I'll tell you right now, like back way back in the day, I took a sheet metal class with Eric Gorgeous from Voodoo Choppers. Yeah. And, you know, at the time I was like, I, what I took away from that was like, God damn, man, I, it was like going and shopping for tools. Like I want one of these, I want one of those, but it really taught me a lot in a three day class uh, of, of sheet metal working where I understood a lot more of what I was doing wrong, right? So I would say that I can proficiently make a fender out of a flat piece of, of metal still yeah. with the right tools. So before you before you actually invest in something that's going to sit there, because it's an expensive thing. So if you're just getting your shop started and you're not operating dyno already for somebody else, be very careful, man. Like, go, go. Go take that class. Go find somewhere to take that class first and and, and and learn that skill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. So, but is has there been anything that that you've that you've done that you would say like absolutely hands down, you know, has impacted your business in a favorable way? Anything? It could be the smallest thing. Where you get your credit cards processed? Where you get you know where you your vendors? How about that? Uh well, yeah, I, I, I've diversified a little bit with my vendors. I've, I've, you know what I mean? Uh, Krauss, you know what I mean? Rocks. Uh, you know what I mean? I've, I've ramped up with some of the smaller smaller vendors. So you, you, you find yourself, you find yourself doing stuff, di- direct stuff with, with some of the, some of the, yep. the more niche brand stuff. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just basically to, 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 to fill the void that the, the large warehouses uh, aren't, aren't into. Well, let's be, let's be real honest. One of the big three uh, is if they're fucking taking on water right now. I don't want to name any names. Oh, I think, I think they're done. Well, I'll tell I'm you this. That they're not done. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't think they're done uh, out of business. I think they're done with us. I don't think they give a, a rat shit about about the v-twin industry i think you open their no. page and it goes right to the e-bike and and all that stuff and it's like yeah. man listen yeah. i think that's a slippery fucking slope i think this guy i think that here's my take on can i give you my take on electric bikes or, or is this too much of a fucking ramble for you <laughs> yeah i'll hear it so my take on this is that the guy that i find that if you look at the last let's just look at the last 10 years, okay, of Harley Davidson. Like by 2013, we were out of the recession, right? Fair. Would you fair say that's fair? That's the year you started, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I started uh, end of 2013, and then I did like the full 
fucking everything. You've got an EIN uh, after that, but you you started. Yeah. I mean, this oh, is yeah, this yeah, is when yeah, you were yeah. in. Yeah, I didn't get an EIN yeah, right yeah. away either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the uh, time I got an EIN and then was like set up with all all the big vendors was like 20, 2015. Right. So it t- it takes a minute, and that's a, that's what I want people to understand that too. That it takes a minute, but if you look at all the people that have passed through the annals of Harley Davidson. And if you look at the bikes that were built since 2013, there has been some fucking, some real dingers. And some of those I attribute to people getting out of design school or engineering school or marketing school or business school and getting a job at Harley Davidson so that they can check that off on their resume. And I think this is, I would say this to this man, and I found out afterwards that he was at Daytona, and I would have walked right up to him, introduced myself as Jason Hallman from the Garage Vault Podcast, and I would have said, what in the fuck are you talking about that Harley is going to be all electric in 10 years? Are you out of your fucking mind? You're only saying that, you're only saying that because you look at the Elon Musk model of getting a, a pile of money from the government to, to appease your shareholders. You're going to kill the brand. You're going to kill the company. You're doing all these things that are shit. You have no B2B work at all. No B2B work. You are undercutting your own dealers on Amazon by selling all your apparel on Amazon, not leaving anything specific for the dealerships, right? You're, you're monitoring. I, here's what I think is going to happen. I think the federal trade commission is going to get involved. There's going to be a class action lawsuit from the dealers because they are, they are, they're manipulating the dealer franchise into a totalitarian idea of where the dealer's hands are tied. They can't do anything. And they're hiring car dealers, right? They're, you know, they're bringing car dealers into the, into the fold as much as possible to buy up all these dealerships. And I'm not talking about Teddy Morse, even though he's from the Morse family of, of, of motor or of a car dealership. Cause I've talked to Teddy and I think Teddy's got his head on head on straight, but I think that this guy is not going to be there in 10 years. So he can say anything the fuck he wants to say right now to please people. And he's, dude, it's low hanging fruit. There's no way this, there's no way I want anyone that has ever been in rush hour in Philadelphia or rush hour in Miami, go to Miami and tell all those guys that they're going to, and gals that they're going to drive an electric car in five to 10 years. Get the fuck out of here. Go down to Miami and tell them that they're all going to have to turn their cars in and drive a ride on public, public transportation. That's never, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, John ever. It's never going to happen. I agree with that. So it's just, I I don't know. I don't want to go. I got to get off my soapbox, but I mean, from a business standpoint, (laughs) from a business standpoint, we are in, a very, very um, different and un, uncharted, unfamiliar space in a lot of areas of our business right now. If you go back and look at the last last 10 years or 20 years, especially 20 years. 20 years ago, you didn't even have to have a computer in your, in your bike shop. You didn't have prices wow. in the catalog. No one knew what anything cost, right? Well, dude, you can't even, you, you can't even use the catalog for pricing anymore. No, it, it's it's so dynamic. I use it for fitments. I've been begging for the last three years. I've been lobbying drag to take uh, to take the pricing out of the catalog. Out. And I think yeah. it would be a great idea. 
I think it would be a great idea. I think number one, it would it would kill a lot of the laziness. Number two, it would allow pricing to be more dynamic. It would allow things to, as things change. You know, as we're sitting here, right, right before you and I were getting ready to go on today, I get a text from a friend of mine who's looking to buy an SNS motor and he finds an SNS motor, which SNS is supposed to be map protected pricing, right? A motor that, that retails for like seventy five or seventy six hundred dollars for sixty nine hundred dollars yep. at a at a decent size um internet only outfit. And it's like well here I go again. Here I go again. I'm competing uh on an un an, in an unlevel playing field. Yep. I got a guy who lives yep. twenty minutes from me that's a friend of mine that's telling me here's the price I found for it. This engine uh, retails for $75.82 and he's finding it for $69.99. So it's not even like, yeah. it's not even like it's a $7,082 where it's a $500 deal, $500 off. It's just, I don't know, dude, it's gross. I think it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's tough to compete with that. Yeah. It, and it's, it, that's not what we should be competing on. And that's why I try to tell everybody if you're competing on price, it's a race to the bottom. But if you're competing on customer service, if you're competing yeah, on quality, quality yeah. if you're competing on, you know, uh, John, and this is something that you've you mentioned. So how have things changed on a day-to-day -day basis in your showroom? Because you've always had a brick and mortar, but that's not been the biggest part of your business. But now you have people dropping their pride and joy off at your shop. They're coming in to talk right. to you. They're coming in to converse with you. They're coming in to get advice from you. It's got to be a little different, right? It is. It is. And it's, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. When, I mean, isn't it fun I, to talk I, to other like-minded people? It is. But yeah, dude, it's, I'm trying to think how to, like, I see, like, the small mom and pop that, that never done anything online. You know what I mean? Right. Why they're a little anti-online. You know what I mean? But those people need to come. I, I will I will say this. Those people need to get with the times. I can't I complain about the work I didn't do. I can't complain that I don't have any online sales, John. When you go to CyclestopUSA.com and I don't have a full store. But if you go to HardcoreCycles. Yeah. It's HardcoreCycles.com, right? Inc. HardcoreCyclesInc.com right? Yeah. You're going to see a full store. Yep. You go to TeamDreamRise.com. It's a full store. You go yep. to JP Cycles. It's a full store. Right. I can't complain about the work I didn't do. Um, we, Correct. you know, I'm, we're still working on trying to build that part of our business. And there's, you know, I can't bitch about not having about not having something. If, if, if my, if my website yeah. was the same as yours and you're kicking my ass, well, then, you know, that's competition. Yeah. But when my yeah. website doesn't look like yours, I can't bitch about it, John. Yeah. You can't complain. I do. That's what's wrong is like, this industry is a little bit different. Like, Dude, I'll, I'll call you with shop questions. You know, yeah. John Jessup. You know yeah. what I mean? I've asked him questions. There's like 90% of this business is willing to help other businessmen in this business. I would say it's I would say it's higher than 90%. If you uh, take no. away the dealer, if you take away the dealers, I think I think that, that it's a little higher no, than 90%. No, I, I, dude, I've, I've, ha I've had guys, you know what I mean, that uh, there's only a handful of them. You know what I mean? Really, that, yeah. that that bums me out because they they shouldn't be like yeah. that. You never know when you're going to need a, yeah. a hand up. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent. In fact, you know what? Uh, I don't remember where we were. I was with you, and the one dude that 
one of the three that immediately popped in my head. You met and walked away from. And you literally said, what an asshole. I'm like, thank God you said that. <laughs> oh, you, well, I'm like, I thought I was the only one. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So he's part of the 10%. Okay. So it, that's a, that's just a, that's something that happened that I didn't, that I don't remember right now. Well, it's, I can't wait till we're done with the podcast so I can ask you who the hell that was. Yeah. There are assholes out there, but that's funny that you said yeah. that, that you're glad you did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I have a problem. Of, maybe that's one of my toxic traits is I call people out on their bullshit, but certain yeah. people certainly call me out on mine and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? That's what a good friend yeah. does. <laughs> It's 100%. But you, you, there's, a, there's a way to do it respectful. You know what I mean? Absolutely there is. Absolutely there uh, is. Well, so listen, um, as we approach the, the one hour mark, I just want to circle back yeah. to a couple things. So there is going, is there going to be a hardcore show in Sturgis? There is. Okay. The there is going to be the, lo the, loca the location, the location. TBD. TBD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, 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 like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a businessman. I mean, I'm a businessman, but I'm not a promoter. You know okay. I mean? the, the, the shows aren't how I make my money. Right. You know what I mean? So I just need to you know, figure out what's the most economical way for everybody to be able to be to participate. I get that. You know what I mean, so, uh, and so, and, and right now, uh, hardcorecyclesinc.com is still the website. Everything's good with that. If you're not following yeah. John on Instagram, you need to follow yeah. John has, you have redundant done an account on Instagram. Do you not? I do. After I do. after well, we, the we shadow had, ban of twenty twenty two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We had hacker issues. We had shadow ban issues. You know. What's the code this month? What's the special this month? The special code? It's 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 tax season, so it's FTF. FTF. Okay. All right. Very good. Fuck the, fuck the feds. Very good. Very good. Um, I, John, I want you to hang on after the end of the show here. I'm going to, I'm going to sign off yep. everybody. Listen, make sure you guys are going, make sure you're following John at hardcore cycles on Instagram. Uh, both of the accounts he's on Facebook. Also make sure you go to hardcore cycles, Inc.com and, uh, and, and follow him there make sure that, uh, you're supporting your local chopper shop. So John, thanks for being on again, again, uh, hang out to the end of the show. I want to find out who the asshole was. <laughs> 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 all right all right man 